Podcasting. Not only is it the Sports Hour with Alex Garrett. No, no, no. We have ramped it up tonight. We are debuting a brand new uh, staple of Alex Garrett Podcasting, if you will, on Kenny Dig Sports Radio. We're calling it Alex Garrett Nightly. Yes, finally, a little space, a little hour with you where I can just talk about the weird shit I see uh, on my newsfeed, in the newspaper. And, and some cool stuff I see, and also talk about things that should be trending but aren't. I came up with that idea. By the way, it's 10 o'clock at night. I understand that. We're Alex Garrett Knightley. Welcome inside to this revved up version of the Sports Hour of Alex Garrett because, look, the Sports Hour is fun. You can talk about sports all day long. But for this hour, I really want to use it to be fired up about everything. Not just uh, why the Knicks and Rangers runs right now are pretty cool. Not just why Kyrie Irving could be coming back to the Nets if things change after this mayoral election. Yes, politics will influence sports. It's been influencing sports all fall long. And now the election of mayor uh, of mayor elect Eric Adams could lead to the return of Kyrie Irving if mayor elect Adams undoes the vaccine requirements for teams, and while mainly for New York City, that Mayor de Blasio has put in place, which has restricted Kyrie from actually playing at Barclays. So we'll start there because, look, I think Steve Nash welcoming Kyrie back is the right move. I think the even better move would be for Eric Adams, who won the mayoral election last night here in New York City, for him to remove the mandates uh, and requirements of vaccinated of the vaccinated could help not just the sports scene and Kyrie Irving, but the entire New York City. Don't we want our economy back again? Don't we want to bring people back to New York? Don't we want to make people feel welcome again if they feel they choose that uh, they cannot have the vaccine right now, um, but they should still be allowed to dine with those who are vaccinated? That should be. Common sense. Common sense. So maybe if Eric Adams comes in, remember, he's the Brooklyn Borough president. He's a former cop. He defeated Garden Angels founder Curtis Lewa last night. And to me, uh, we all saw that coming. But the first thing he has to do is lift the restrictions of New York City. We are the city that never sleeps, not the city that becomes dormant at a certain time because the vaccinated shouldn't be with the unvaccinated. doesn't make sense. If you're vaccinated, you should be fine, and the unvaccinated should be fine also. And then the sports component to this on Can You Dig Sports Radio. Diving right into it on Alex Garrett Knightley. Steve Nash today saying, if the vaccine mandate is lifted, 
Kyrie is welcome to come back. I think that's a pretty huge deal. I think that's a pretty important thing. And it's good. I think I think Kyrie Irving also has to hear it for his psyche that he is welcome back. I think he has to hear it that the Nets are not completely shutting him out. That they are doing what the city is telling them to do. But ultimately, we know. We know. Because KD got ejected the other night. We know Kyrie Irving is a need for this Nets team. Is he not? <laughs> I think he is. But you could disagree with me. Alex at alexjnyc.com. We're trying a new time slot, 10 to 11 p.m. Alex Garrett Knightley. I'm fired up about this because you're going to hear more than just sports. I have a lot of thoughts on very different things beyond the basketball court, beyond the rink, beyond the baseball diamond, beyond the uh, football field. Because here's the thing. We may be sports athletes. We may talk about athletes. We may talk about celebrities. We may talk about politicians. But who are we at the end of the day? We are taxpayers that are having to see where our tax dollars are going. We are taxpayers that have to see where our how our tax dollars are spent and how they're being spent by the policies put in place by the elected leaders. That's that's fundamental. Now, for those who may not know, I happen to rollerblade around New York City on one leg. Check it out, Alex G NYC one. But even being disabled or, you know, having a disability, which I I don't feel it is, but the average person would say it is. Um, we have to realize that even people with disabilities who have to adapt to everyday life are also taxpayers. That's why I don't shut up about where our pol- what our policies are doing to the city. We're paying right now for Kyrie Irving to be on the bench. You know why? Because we elected Mayor de Blasio as a city. And his final term, final months, final days is going to be remembered by these mandates. How sad is that? I've hit on this before, and and and, and I kind of am tired of talking about him, of talking about the mandates. But it's a big deal that Steve Nash, the head coach, who, in my opinion, should have been coach of the year last year. I know Thibodeau turned that Nick team around, first playoff appearance in eight years. But Steve Nash had to manage personalities. He had to manage Harden. He had to manage Kyrie. He had to manage Kevin Durant. And he managed them to a 2-0 lead against the Bucs, but like the regular season, not everyone was healthy at the same time. They just couldn't overcome it in the postseason against the Bucs. But that being said, his comment welcoming Kyrie back should be noted. It should be applauded and it should be analyzed because you're telling your biggest star hey you're welcome back he's gonna love hearing that I think because Kyrie's psyche is a little different but once he knows he's not totally you know uh, excommunicated from the Nets I think he'll feel better I think he'll feel better about staying and not trying to find another team in the meantime but I mentioned the baseball diamond and I'm very excited Because the Houston Astros once again lost the World Series at home. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. 
I mean, you could say, Alex, this was four years ago that they cheated. Get over it. How can I get over it? How can I get over the fact that Altuve was wearing that buzzer even in 2019? How can I get over the fact that the Yankees were on the doorstep of the World Series? Now, I'm also not making excuses for the fact that they didn't even hit in Houston those games. They only hit in New York. They didn't hit when they were down in Houston in 2017. I, I couldn't figure that out. And then when Gaddis hit that homer in 2017, uh, for the Astros, it was about as crushing as seeing it in 2019. But then Yankee fans got a reprieve. America got a reprieve. In 2019, the Nationals, who had an unbelievable run, much like the Braves, slayed Goliath. I believe Max Scherzer was on that team. Ryan Zimmerman finally got his ring, much like Freddie Freeman last night. Another veteran of the NL East with the Braves. But do you think the Braves could truly enjoy winning the World Series? When you've got a USA Today gem in Bob Nightingale, you know, uh, stripping away the word Braves because it's quote-unquote racist. When you've got the Washington Post saying, get rid of the chop, get rid of the name, ah, rah, rah. It'd be funny if this kind of exposure gets rid of that tradition, wouldn't it? But that is a cancel culture threat. There is a cancel culture threat to the Braves and the chop. Meanwhile, that chop is so historic and everybody loves to do it in Atlanta. Do they not? And by the way, kudos to the Braves. See, the Atlanta was stripped of the All-Star game because of politics. Again, politics and sports mixing and matching. They were stripped of their, <laughs> they were stripped of the All-Star game. So what better way to reward Rob Manfred than making him give them the World Series trophy? What better way to say, screw you, Major League Baseball. Screw you for trying, for screwing us out of having the honor to remember Hank Aaron at the All-Star Game. Instead, they did on a bigger version, a bigger stage, the World Series. Funny how in the scheme of things, that All-Star Game was just a foreshadow. That, that controversy was just a foreshadow to the bigger picture of the Braves winning the World Series, of the Braves actually honoring Hank Aaron and the World Series in the World Series. In the World Series, they honored him. Way more powerful, in my view, than the All-Star game. As beautiful as that would have been. But a midseason acquisition. Jorge Soler. My God. A few homers for the Braves. Here, there, and everywhere. During this stretch in the World Series, 
especially last night. I would say the Braves had some solar energy. Where's my where's my rim shot? I know that was corny. But I they did. They had solar energy last night. And this whole series. And this team should be highlighted not for the name or the chopping that the fans do, you know, the legendary chopping that the fans do. They should be known for not having a Charlie Morton since game two. They should be known for winning without Ronald Acuna Jr. They shouldn't be, uh, how do you say, ostracized. Or they shouldn't be, you know, I don't know. They, they shouldn't be criticized for that after winning the World Series. No, they should be honored for winning these games without some big names. Without some big names. And by the way, when you focus on the chance and the name and the quote-unquote racism, you forget that 12-year veteran Freddie Freeman won a ring. Won a ring with the team he's been with his whole career. And you know what's crazy? Much like Anthony Rizzo did in 2016, he pocketed the ball. He pocketed the baseball after putting it away for the final out last night. And here's some more intriguing intrigue for you. According to Fox Sports, MLB on Fox, the last time a World Series ended on a shutout was in 2005 when the White Sox defeated the Astros. Get this. One nothing. So the Astros in the National League were shut out to end the World Series in 2005. And they're the first team in the America since they're in the American League to be shut out to end the World Series. Now, what team has been shut out to end the World Series in both leagues? I don't think anybody. I have to do my research on that, but I don't think anybody. It's very rare to be shut out in the World Series as a National League team. Remember, the Astros were in the NL Central. And now the American League team in the AL West. So, on Alex Garrett Knightley, I want to say this. Stop writing for a minute, you whiners, you complainers, and just focus on the W here. Focus on a city that since 1995, by the way, has had hardship in sports. The Hawks have not won. We all know the Falcons blew that 28-3 lead against the Patriots of the world in the Super Bowl. We all know a year after, a year after the Braves won the World Series, a summer after, that 96 Olympics were bombed in Atlanta. So yes, since the, since the Braves last won with Bobby Cox, Chipper Jones, John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, Andrew Jones, the list goes on and on. 
I think Marquise Grissom. I could be wrong. But the list goes on and on. Atlanta, the city, has had hardship. Atlanta, the city, has had an All-Star game taken away from them because of voting rights and politics. Atlanta has a hardship because, remember, they saw a Wendy's burn down in, in, in the name of social justice. They've had a rough time of it in Atlanta. So maybe this win, much like sports has done before, I, if you listen to me earlier in the day when I was on at 10 a.m., I sometimes talked about spirituality. Sports brings healing. I think sports will bring healing to Atlanta with this World Series win. I really do. I really do, and I really hope it does. So can we honor, really honor, the Baltimore, the uh, the chop, if you will. Can we honor the Braves' tomahawk chop? Instead of say, uh... We have to we have to get rid of it. We have to get rid of it. No. You wanna get rid of this beauty? Do you really wanna get rid of this beauty? When you hear the fans do it, it's a little it's a little better to be honest with you. Let's see if we got some real. It gave, <laughs> it gave opponents nightmares for many years. That tomahawk chop. And for a city that needs healing. I say Bob Nightingale. I say anybody who writes about this. Give it a rest. Give it a rest for a minute because this city needed, needed the Braves to win this. The Braves needed to win this because A, they've been hungering for it. B, they've had losses unthinkable losses like that Patriots comeback and they've had community issues have they not so let's let them enjoy this with no criticism no and by the way when you criticize again I'll say it again when you criticize you take away from the accomplishments of winning this whole thing without Cunha Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr., who had a season injury in right field after a crash into the wall. He also won the World Series without Charlie Morton for most of it, who struck out guys on a broken leg. Tell me who has the heart like that. So no, on Alex Garnett, we will not give them a hard time for their signature chant or their name we're going to give them the due credit that's due as avid sports fans should here on can you dig sports radio oh man i i've 
I could just keep going on because I, I love having this hour with you. I love having this time with you to just blow off some steam, if you will. Like, how is it? How is it the Raiders, a couple weeks after John Gruden's drama and resignation, you've got a guy going 156 mile an hour, driving drunk and killing someone. Did you hear about this? Henry Ruggs III, who drove 156 miles an hour seconds before a fatal car crash, killing a woman, is is this really how the Raiders season is going to go? Look, they come to New York. They're coming to the Giants in turmoil right now. Not the turmoil that anybody wants to see. But on the field, you have to wonder if interim head coach Rich Bisaccia could reel them in and get a win on Sunday. Because this is just heartbreaking. And quite frankly, dumb. 156 miles an hour? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Because that's just not real life. You can call it affluenza or feeling too above it all to get caught, but that's that's another world. That's another world, I say. You know what else is another world? And we'll keep updated as this as those developments happen. He also was an Alabama wide receiver and uh Nick Saban commented on it. That their thoughts and prayers certainly go out to all involved in the tragic situation. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I can't comprehend it. I cannot comprehend how a guy was supposed to be this NFL or go 156 miles an hour, kill someone. And I'd say, but possibly be back on the field the next day. It feels like, right. That's what the NFL does sometimes, but he is charged and We'll have to take it from there. Last game, he only got 24 yards. Against the Broncos, he had 97 receiving yards and three catches and one touchdown. This is his... Uh, he's had 50 career receptions, 920 yards, four touchdowns. So a very young career... And he's only 22. And if you want to know how to kill a career at 22, it's driving 156 miles an hour. And oh, by the way, killing someone while intoxicated. That's immaturity. But you can't excuse it as that. Because he's a man. 
and he needs to know what to do. How to, he needs to know he needs to be better. Because not only is he facing the NFL, wherever he goes in the Raiders, he's a grown-up. Not a kid. 22 is young, but it's inexcusable. Just like it's inexcusable, I'm going to talk about other things besides sports. Did you hear about the model who posted on Instagram a picture posing by her dad's casket in a very seductive way? I treated the celebration as if my father was right next to me, posing for the camera as he had done on many occasions prior. Jane Rivera told NBC News. So how would you grieve? How would you grieve? Because to me, grieving is not posing by your father's casket. As awful a loss as it is, grieving should not be done by your father's casket. Uh, I mean, like that. On Instagram. Posting memories of them, yes. But have we have we become so vain in society where it just becomes that's how we're gonna process things? By seductively posing in front of your loved one's casket? She did get backlash for this, you know. And she's only 20. And she said the photos were taken with best intentions in a manner my father would have approved if he was still alive. And by the way, Instagram had disabled her account because of this. Well, possibly so. I mean, look at look at the pictures. Model posed on Instagram by Dad's casket. He wasn't prepared for the backlash. And this was done a couple weeks ago. But man. Like a week ago. But man. This. This. Culture. Is seemingly. Turning into. Vanity. Over sentimentality. Someone tweeted. Is having kids really worth it? That's messed up. I don't know. But. I will say. People grieve in their own ways. And posing in a very short. Dress. In front of the casket. Is one of the strangest things you can do to grieve. But I pray for Jane Rivera tonight on Alex Garrett Knightley, and I hope she's okay. 
I don't think she's okay, but I pray she gets gets better. Because there is clearly a lot of, of emotion behind these pictures. And why wouldn't there be? She's grieving. She's grieving. But that was one thing I've been trying to talk about all week long because I just thought it was so weird and so unique. But maybe it's becoming less unique. Because we've seen others do it too. And there'll be many more to come, I'm sure. Because Instagram has created a culture where you process things through the lens. I guess right up until the casket. I mean, right up next to the casket. But I want to play some music for you. I want to get some uh, commercials in. But I do want to talk about one last thing. It's actually going to be read off a real newspaper. Yes, a real newspaper from the New York Post. You know the city bike lanes here in New York City? You know the city bikes? If you're familiar with city bikes here in New York. Well, let me introduce you to Eric Finkelstein. He's from Nolita. And he did something pretty incredible and pretty uh, mobile, pretty all over the place, actually, and pretty bold. The New York Post uh, article says, This rider has gone full cycle by Connor Skelding. What has he done that's so bold, that's so full cycle, that's so, quote-unquote, full send, if you will? He hit all 1,577 city bike docks. He city biked from all 1,577 bike docks, completing the feat, and according to Skelding, riding until 4 a.m. or more or later to complete these tasks. This guy also holds the Guinness World Record for longest table tennis serve. He was a competitive ping pong player, by the way. And then... After already visiting 407 city bike stations, he noticed a new feature in the Bicycle Services app, City Explorer showing where customers have and have not rented or returned one of the blue bikes. It took him three weeks. He cycled through more than a few... cycled through more than a few nights, visited 1,100 additional city bike stations, making him the first rider to hit them all. He did this... He spent, by the way, just under 600 hours in the saddle completing more than 4,000 rides since he joined the program in 2016. His city bike account actually shows 1,609 stations visited, um, but some have been deactivated since 2016. 
He'd drive, he'd roll by Bronx cookouts. He'd roll by open fire hydrants, you know, when they leak them out to, uh, to drain them or whatever they do. Uh, on the sidewalk, fire department does that here in New York during the summer. And so, congratulations to Eric Finkelstein. You completed something that is quite historic. And in a city that seems to be slowing down, you're not. And we should emulate your go go get him attitude, even in a pandemic. As he's the first rider to visit every city bike station. Hey, have you ever enjoyed the city bike? Have you ever seen those racks? Have you ever been part of it when you're in New York? They're very busy. Um, they're very interesting to see them dock and then undock and ride. And sometimes couples go together and sometimes you see a whole family on city bikes. It's kind of a big uh, outing, if you will. I highly recommend it here in New York City. If you're ever in New York, I highly recommend that you check out and take out and, and ride on a city bike. And you never know, I might just see you on the bike lane with my one rollerblade. How about that? But for now, Alex Garrett Knightley saying thank you for tonight. Love talking to you. Love covering these different topics. Braves, you deserve to enjoy your championship controversy-free. And Kyrie Irving, I think you're going to be back. I think you're going to be back on the nets before the season's end. Because I think Mayor-elect Eric Adams will do something better for the city. Oh, we have so much to look forward to in 2022, don't we? And the next few weeks alone? I think so. So stay with us every night on Alex Garrett Nightly, 10 to 11 p.m. And of course, all day long on Can You Dig Sports Radio. <laughs> 